Listen in to find out how you can know your exact pharmacy financial position every day and how it all starts by implementing paperless workflows. Plus, I wrap up PBN 2014. Welcome to the Transformation Show, where successful pharmacy owners and technology partners help you to build a better 21st century pharmacy by embracing technology. Here is your host, Robert Starr. G'day everyone and welcome back to Transformation, the only dedicated podcast in the world where pharmacy and technology collide to bring you, the motivated pharmacy owner, all the tools, all that you need to build a smarter, more successful 21st century business before it's too late. My name's Robert Starr, your host and guide on this fantastic journey of ours. And we're now into episode 29. Time does fly when you're having fun. And fun we did have this week. I'm going to talk a little bit about PBN. It was a fantastic three days. Hats off to the Pharmacy Guild. Anthony and Marion did a terrific job with the whole team. I enjoyed it immensely. And I'm going to share with you in a moment what I learned from that. But firstly, Monday, Transformation got launched to the world. So Amazon, iBooks, it's all available now. I didn't just say iBooks, did I? Um, So as a special bonus for all of our listeners who would love to complete a review on your chosen platform, I hope you're all enjoying your copy, whether that be an e-book or whether it be the paperback copy. If you would be so kind as to leave me a review on Amazon or iBooks or whichever yours is your chosen platform, I would like to thank you by sending you a copy of the ebook if you bought the paperback, or you may want an extra copy to hand on to a friend. Um, plus, I'm also gonna send you a unique unlimited access to the full audio from Pharmacy Freedom. And that includes my entire keynote and George Tambas's industry update. I know you'll get a lot of value from that. And just as my thank you for leaving me a review on Amazon, I really do appreciate it. So PBN 2014 is all done and dusted. I've put a good little post on robertstar.com in the blog section, and that's my conference wrap up. So what I've managed to do, and for those who were tuning into episode three all the way back at APP 2014, it will be a very similar story to what you see there right now, in that I've put together what's called a Storify story, which puts together a collection of the best tweets from PBN, and hopefully in about a couple of minutes, which it all it should take to read some short tweets, you can get a really good appreciation of how good a weekend it was. And I do implore you in future years to come along. We all had a lot of fun, but most importantly, we got a lot of stuff done and it was really practical based, which is really good. So my three key learnings. So if you can't uh, bring yourself to read the Storify story and you don't want to read all the articles, here are my three key learnings. And if you take away these three things, I reckon you're really on a good path here. So the first key learning was that contrary to the perceived doom and gloom discussed around the prospects for pharmacy students in the current environment. I know that in the Australian Financial Review today, there was another another nice little piece slamming obviously the industry for being too profitable for the limited pharmacy owners and that pharmacists and pharmacy students, particularly at the younger variety, have limited opportunity. But geez, you wouldn't have guessed that by the energy and the... Uh, and the sophistication of the business plans that were presented at PBN from the National Students Business Plan competition. And 
The look, if you take the uh, bottle, the enthusiasm that came from them around the future of pharmacy, um, I think we're on a really good path. My only wish for them is to take their brilliant pitches and ideas and really try to get those implemented into existing pharmacies that are out there already. Find a community pharmacy owner that buys into your vision, and I'd love to see some of those plans implemented. The one that stood out for me was uh, the uh, fictitious PrimeLink Pharmacy, which was a joint venture from University of Canberra and Charles Sturt University, um, and particularly around how they would look to impl impl implement and embrace technology to provide telehealth services to patients over 65. I think that'd be a fantastic one to really streamline um, a lot of our communications and really co connect us with the over 65s, particularly I think in some of the rural areas where the um, elderly do struggle to get out of their homes. And I think it's just a fantastic model and I'd love to see it implemented. So. Don't walk away from that competition feeling your job's done and dusted. I reckon you should just go out to as many community pharmacies and pitch with the same energy that you did at PBN and I reckon you'll be successful. The second one is pharmacy transformation, or as I like to call it, the transformation revolution has started. So to start to transform our pharmacies, we need to be setting the bar higher with regard to our personal and business potential. A lot was spoken around pharmacy transformation over the weekend. Yeah, as, as you could understand, I was certainly uh, enjoying those discussions. Um, but never lose sight that your patients must be at the center of everything you do or you will not succeed in the 21st century. It is as simple as that. Patients have never been more demanding and the best thing that we can offer them as a skill that pharmacists have is our listening skills to really understand what their problems are so that we can be the best primary healthcare practitioners to solve them with them. And the third one is implementation is the key, guys. When we come to conferences, it's all nice to be sitting there passively, you know, taking in the information, but we need to actually implement it. And I encourage anyone who came along to PBN and anyone who wants to go to a future pharmacy conference, don't come to these events just thinking that it's a good way of racking up your CPD points because the worst thing that you can do is be a private harbour for all of your pharmacy's potential. There were some great ideas and even if you implemented one, you'll have a better business straight away. But the only way you're gonna be able to do that is to share your learnings with your team now. Not, when, not in a few weeks time, not when the passion's gone out of your mind and into other things in your business. And that way, you've, your chances of creating sustainable change in your business are significantly improved. And that's a good segue to my workshop that I did at PBN, which was how to communicate with your team in only 20 minutes a week. No one believe me, but the challenge that I threw out to a lot of the attendees, and I'm thankful that a lot of them listened to me as well, was to go away from the session on day one and to record what they learnt on day one of PBN and share it with their team by way of a podcast. And we went through a lot of practical exercises in that session. And again, I was so appreciative that the attendees paid attention and started to implement. And by the time we left the session, there were some delegates who were already starting to think about how they were going to communicate with their team in that fashion as well. And it's just about being flexible. As it is about flexibility and learning, and I provide you a podcast method of doing that so that you can insert 
me very appreciatively into your earbuds every single week where I can help you find solutions in technology to help you build a smarter, more successful 21st century business. You can be doing the same thing for your team just in a very, very short five or 10 minute snapshot from you as the pharmacy owner and they get your passion, your vision, your strategy every week and that's got to motivate them and if it doesn't you know who's <laughs> you know who's on board and who's not and as we spoke about in the session there are some great tools for you to know who's engaging and who's not so anyone who's keen who missed out on the session head across to robertstar.com forward slash pbn 2014 all my slides are on there a lot of resources as well you can catch up with that as well I also ran a bonus webinar and because it was so well attended and we got more people almost than the session itself to the webinar, I'd love everyone to get involved with it because I think everyone got a lot of benefit from it and you can get access that for free at robertstar.com forward slash PBN. So even those of us outside Australia, interstate, it's all very relevant. What I'm finding more and more as we keep going down this journey of ours is that our problems in pharmacy in Australia are not unique to us. Everywhere around the world is the same. And I believe we can all benefit from communicating more efficiently with our team, but also offering them flexibility. There were some great sessions at PBN about Gen Y, Gen X, potentially coming up with having Gen Z employees and how it's important that us as pharmacy owners offer them a communication method that actually taps into the way they learn. Some people are auditory learners, some people are visual learners. And those who like to just simply put a little podcast into their ears to learn will get a lot of benefit from what you may be providing and you'll get through to them a lot more. One thing we spoke about in the bonus webinar was how to automate that as well. It's not simply about me giving you guys more work to do. I've developed some automation programs where you can simply just pull out your iPhone and it's as simple as that, record your five or 10 minutes, send it off to me and my team and we'll do it all for you. We'll distribute it out to your team, we'll get your engagement statistics, we'll get the reports back to you, we'll get you all of the feedback put into a concise report so that you can look at that every single week and know exactly how your team are feeling and whether or not they're listening to you and also the feedback from some of the information you may have conveyed as well. So really, really valuable and I think you'll get a lot of benefit out of it as well. The key thing from that webinar was that you can book a free discovery session for 30 minutes with me. It'll be one-on-one. -on -one. You'll go through, we'll go through how you're going to do the recording, so what tools you have already. And I gather if you've got a smartphone, you've got all the tools that you need. What your format's going to be like, I'll give you some tips on how to do that. And if I can help you um, automate that process, then obviously we can take it from there. But if you're interested in having one of those, head across to robertstar.com forward slash appointments and you can find an appointment to suit you and uh, we'll have a chat and uh, see if I can help you. So also one of the things I loved about PBN was just some great feedback and questions from people of Red Transformation as well. And it was great to get some feedback around how they're enjoying the content and also how keen they were to jump in the workbook and uh, get started uh, in the transformation community. We had a little technical glitch this week, which we've sort it out and it will go back live on Monday. So I do apologize from that. As I said, I'll be there every single day answering your questions and doing that. The other thing was a couple of uh, 
uh, readers came up to me and said, are you going to be doing an audio book, Rob? Because I love audio books. It's a great way to learn. I'd have a long commute to work and I've been a subscriber to Audible, which is Amazon's version of uh, their bookstore, but in audio book format. And I'd love to read Transformation or listen to Transformation that fashion. So I'm going to create the audio book. I may have mentioned that a number of months ago, um, but that'll be probably in a couple of months time. So I'll keep you tuned with that. I know that there's a lot of material for you to have a look at right now. So I do anticipate that uh, you're not going to be missing out there. I just also wanted to add before we get across to our interview today is that uh, for those who um, are interested in uh, hearing from me in a presentation format, I'm going to be running for, our, for any, any listeners in Melbourne. Um, there's going to be a free event that you can come along to of mine. I've partnered with the Bayside Medicare Local uh, for the community pharmacy owners in that catchment, but anyone is welcome. And it'll be a presentation on the cloud and cloud computing for community pharmacy. Um, it'll be about half an hour. There's it'll be a light breakfast included. It'll be a breakfast session at the end of October. I'll have some more details, but I'll send that out to you as well. Our interview today is with Simon Foster. He's the Managing Director of Shoebox Australia, and they scan and organize your receipts, invoices, and documents and store them securely online. Simon Foster, welcome to The Transformation Show. Thank you, Rob. Uh, look, great to have you on, Simon. And uh, as as we've mentioned, uh, you're probably not going to be our typical guest on this show because, uh, again, from a pharmacy perspective, I wanted to have you on because I've seen some great productivity gains in the pharmacies that I've worked with uh, by partnering with your product. And I think it's a great story that I think our pharmacy owner listeners today are going to get some great benefit from. Simon, I wanted to start by asking you, why? Um, how did you get started with Shoebox, and how did Shoebox start as a, as a business? And, um, and and tell our listeners a little bit about what you do. Absolutely. Well, I suppose I should start uh, as well by saying, while I'm not involved in the pharmacy industry as uh, directly as a supplier or targeting that industry, obviously I'm a client, so I might have a somewhat unique uh, perspective on it that you don't hear a lot of. Absolutely. Um, in terms of how we started, so about six years ago, I, I left um, permanent employment and uh, got onto a program that the federal government runs where essentially uh, they take uh, people who become unemployed and they, they give you some training and a grant to start your own business. And when I did that, I wanted to go into the technology space, which is where I've worked all my career, and, and set it up a cloud-based software distribution business and thought that was wonderful. Uh, and one of the companies that we approached in that process, myself and a business partner, was uh, Shoeboxed in the US. And Shoeboxed is uh, a way of taking paper documents and putting it online. So essentially taking what 10 years ago would only have been available to very large businesses, mostly large accounting firms, large law firms, where they started replacing their archivists with uh, scanners and electronic documents and making that available to small businesses. And as we were running this distribution business, we, we saw that the vast majority of our business was coming from Shoeboxed. And so uh, almost five years ago now, we stopped doing the distribution business and went full-time into Shoeboxed. Oh. And so we actually launched properly in Australia in April 2010 and the business has been run in the US since 2007. Oh, no, fantastic. And, and I guess what, what type of businesses did you see getting first benefit and who were the first to adopt Shoebox? Well, the interesting thing for us, given that it had been a US business and only targeted the US, 
is there was actually a couple of dozen customers in Australia who were jumping through hoops in order to use the service and courier documents to the east coast of the US to get them <laughs> scanned. So we realized there was clearly a, a benefit here. And the target market is small business. Yep. And so we're looking at people who have literal shoeboxes full of documents, uh, primarily financial documents, but it really could be anything. Yep. And we'll scan them, we'll extract the information from them, and we'll then present that either in our own system or into an accounting system or something like Evernote and, and various other, or Gmail if you've got business cards. And, and we've targeted from day one small businesses. And one of the things about the small business market is that it doesn't necessarily um, split into verticals very easily. So we define our market in terms of number of people and size of the business rather than a particular vertical, be that pharmacies, plumbers, tradies. We do get a lot of tradies. We get a lot of restaurants and food industry, basically any industry that has paper. Yeah, and I think that's I think that's everyone, and I think all of our all of our listeners today uh, will be looking at their storerooms right now, thinking about how many boxes they've got sitting in there that they've got to keep for their seven years of tax compliance, and perhaps even have uh, rented external storage facilities trying to make that storage space in their pharmacies a little bit more usable. Um, so I guess where where they're sitting right now, and you know, I guess when you make that decision that you are going to go paperless, it's it's still going to be a long journey before you're completely rid of paper. But I guess, where, where would you see the journey starting? Uh, we find for a lot of customers, the journey starts uh, with a compliance event. Uh, so that could be a tax audit. It could be looking to sell a business. Uh, it could be that there's some change that's prompted it. Or it's maybe a new owner, or it's a decision that you know, my business is starting uh, to change and I need to get ahead of that change. And so it tends to be a backlog. So someone who's coming to us and might say, I've got a year's worth of tax documents. I want to send all of that to you and we'll process it. And then once we've got rid of all of our stored paper, we'll then look at using you going forward. And we've dealt with uh, our most extreme case is someone actually shipped us a filing cabinet. <laughs> and, we'll, and everything we get... It, uh, was, that, was that literally the filing cabinet? Sorry? Was that literally the entire package for filing cabinet or just everything that was in it? Uh, no, they literally sent us the filing cabinet. <laughs> uh, um, and uh, it was um, it was an accounts thing. It was 15 companies and it was three years worth of uh, documents they hadn't filed taxes for. Uh, so they were in a bit of trouble. Yeah. Uh, that's not all we deal with, though. Um, we do do a lot of work with accountants and bookkeepers and what we've learned over you know, the last years is that a lot of people don't give their bookkeeper stuff because they're afraid. And what they're afraid of is that they haven't organised it well enough. It, it's a procrastination thing. They don't like organising their documents and therefore they don't do it. Yep. Uh, and I'm sure you see the same thing inside pharmacies in those storerooms. The documents just sit there until it becomes urgent and you have to do it. Yep. And one of the things we did when we introduced the product and, and what I think is is very interesting and what makes it useful to people is we've just taken that problem entirely away. You send it to us, we'll give you prepaid envelopes or you can just literally ship us a filing cabinet uh, and, and we'll take the documents as they are. You don't need to sort them out. You don't need to get rid of the coffee cards and the other junk that might be there. We'll do all of that for you. And you're seeing in a lot of um, new technology today and, and the cloud, which I'm sure everyone's heard about, probably doesn't know a lot about. And what it's really about is taking away pain. It's because underneath the technology industry, there's been 
um, some big changes in the amount of capital required to set up software businesses. It's very, very cheap to do it now. And that means people can come out with very niche uh, workflow-specific solutions. And that could be as simple as a time clock. There are some time clock applications out there that now take away a lot of the pain to do with rostering and uh, clocking in and clocking off. And obviously, there's what we do, which is taking away the paper. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And look, I guess it's just a case of getting getting started and building it into the workflow. And I think every every, every pharmacy listening at the, listening at the moment is probably thinking, well, okay, how do we do that right now? And probably a lot of them may even have bookkeepers that sit on site, and you know, perhaps they're looking at you know why they have to be on site, or perhaps there's other ways of being able to do it, or perhaps even the bookkeepers offered to work externally, but they've had to get pulled into the pharmacy because all the documents are there. So I guess we. Where that where they sit is what what's the right place to start? Is it really just picking a date and saying, well, from now on, all of our documents are going into a system like Shoebox, um, so that you know, presumably, then and, and you may tell us a little bit more. You can then grant access to your varying parties, be it an accountant, a bookkeeper, um, or even a senior member of staff as well. Um, so, what would be the right place to to I guess begin that journey? So uh, uh, the right place to start is with your bookkeeper. Yep. Um, and so we'll communicate with them and work with them. Because right now you're probably paying your bookkeeper to sit there and do data entry, which is not really the best use of their time. They should be spending time uh, chasing up debtors, making sure suppliers are paid on time and managing your cash as opposed to typing stuff. Yep. And the logical time to start is usually um, you know, the beginning of a BAS period, so the first day of order and do it all from that period or if, um, if you're looking at changing accounting packages potentially when that happens, that doesn't have to be a trigger. And just start sending us the stuff. Uh, we have a free 30-day trial, so uh, what you can do, particularly if you've got a very busy uh, operation and you're concerned, is you could say take stuff that's already been data entered send it to us as a comparison just to see how easy the alternative is. And we have some pretty extreme examples of uh, productivity improvement, uh, particularly in the uh, food industry. And with cafes and restaurants, their challenge is that a good percentage of their supplies, in fact, most of them are GST free because it's food. However, delivery fees include GST. So get these deliveries of thousands of dollars that might have $10 of GST in it. And it's just not worth the effort to extract that because the cost of extracting the GST is more than you can claim back. Yeah. Uh, and so we take that pain away because we will extract the GST and that GST reclaim will often pay uh, entirely for our fees. And I know you can speak to specific pharmacy examples. You've been using mm. that almost since the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and no, I look, cer- certainly, you know, pharmacies are in a very similar position too. We've got ethical medicines that are GST-free and those that, that are GST-included, which obviously are some of the retail items and obviously things mm. like um, baby formula and so forth still also fall into that <coughs> GST-free bracket. But I think our wholesalers have always tried to take that a pain away from us by giving us a statement each month that breaks those GST components down. But look, I think certainly, um, 
you know, in terms of even managing things in store levels such as petty cash and mm-hmm. um, and uh, obviously the invoices coming in and just having just generally having a workflow for it because you know particularly the pharmacies that I've worked in um, we didn't have a an internal bookkeeper any further we, that was one of the decisions that we'd made um, in starting with Shoebox that we were going to be able to work externally with our bookkeeper as opposed to internally um, but it then put the reliance onto the um, onto the team members to actually take control of the um, of, of the scanning or the or the putting in the envelopes and we did try initially uh, given that we already had a scanner in the store to do that but I think that the errors that come from scanning double-sided documents or multiple page invoices were too many and too frequent to not warrant simply just using the uh, magic envelopes that you send out yeah we, we see that quite a bit actually which is that um yeah, if you've got any sort of volume, the time to do the scanning and the effort to do that is pretty significant. And our operators do nothing but that. It's also uh, worth mentioning all of our staff are in Australia. We don't send it offshore. Uh, in order to keep our costs down, we actually um, employ long-term unemployed on government grants. And uh, they work in our offices in Sydney. So uh, you're not just uh, improving your business, you're improving the lives of uh, some uh, underprivileged people as well. Yeah, no, fantastic. And Simon, like I guess from from a from a business owner's point of view, um, it sounds great. You know, you can put all your business cards, put all your invoices, uh, and I guess also other documents as well that you may want to be uh, scanned, and you send that off to you. But so, what happens when that envelope or the archive box hits your doorstep? Okay, so we operate um, a pretty efficient system. So there are barcodes. Uh, that are inside the envelope that we send to you or uh, if you send a box, we'll send you a, a cover sheet you can print and put on it. We scan that. We track the documents as they move through our systems. Now, the, the fact is you have to have a person physically open it and physically scan it. And that means there's a risk uh, that a document might go missing or it might uh, be scanned to the wrong place. So we work very, very hard to remove that risk as much as we possibly can. And so it operates a little bit like OHS on a work site. If we have any sort of problem, the whole operation stops, we investigate that, uh, we do reports, we change our process and adjust. Uh, and that also means that you can phone us at any time or look online and see where the document is. Once we've scanned it and processed everything, we then send it back. Um, you don't actually require them back. Uh, for tax law. The ATO uh, is perfectly happy with scanned documents and we're actually registered with the ATO and listed on their website. Uh, But we find a lot of people, particularly during the first few months using us, like to get the paper back and just hold it in their hands and be happy that everything's okay. Once you're happy that our processes work, you can just let us know and we'll scan, uh, sorry, we'll shred them and securely recycle it. Yeah, no, I think I think that's important as well because again, you know, one one of the focuses at the moment on this show is on operational efficiency in our business, and quite often we've got those additional costs of securely shredding these documents, and particularly also keeping up to date with that seven-year cycle, so that you know that the next month needs to be shredded. So you know, this type of process is really going to you know stop that stop that in 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 its tracks because you won't never have to then worry about that once you get fully paperless. Uh, that's absolutely right. And we don't charge for storage either. So once the stuff is scanned, we will store it uh, until you choose to delete it. And as you may have noticed, there's been a bit of press about it. Um, Microsoft, Apple, 
uh, and others have recently reduced the prices for their online storage. And, and I can tell you, um, we, we maintain nine backups of every document. Uh, so it's multiple continents that we store it on uh, and in multiple times because we don't ever want there to be a risk of, of us losing documents. And even at that volume, our cost price due to our scale is less than one cent a gigabyte a month. Yep. So, you know, you can store stuff with us. That seven years uh, barely gets into a dollar of cost to us to store it for you. Yep. And I guess also, Simon, it's also worth mentioning, I guess, for some of our more advanced listeners who may be aware of other competitor products like your like Receipt Bank and um, perhaps even Zero being able to have files. And I guess we'll touch on accounting products a bit further down the track. But I guess what sets um, Shoebox apart from some of those, um, I guess, auto extractors of um, email, emailed invoices only like your Receipt Banks and things like that? Okay, so the first thing is we actually, we're, we're completely independent of any accounting provider, which means we support all of them. Yep. So we don't only support one accounting provider uh, or another or a different system. We, we'll support everything. Uh, we also have those magic envelopes, which is a, a trademark of ours. So we'll send you out prepaid envelopes. We'll return your documents. Uh, and of course, uh, all our staff are sitting in Sydney. Yeah. So there's no issue to do with Privacy Act, which I, I know is pretty important uh, to pharmacists. Yeah. Uh, and there is an issue with sending stuff offshore uh, in terms of getting it processed uh, and how that applies, particularly since the changes to the Privacy Act earlier this year. Yeah, no, look, absolutely. And, you know, look, I guess we're, we're primarily talking about financial documents here, but, um, you know, ultimately, you know, that's probably one of the biggest barriers of anyone even just generically looking at that term that gets bandied around of outsourcing is, you know, how do you know where it goes? How do you know what's, who's looking at it? So, you know, certainly being on, on shore, I think certainly provides that comfort. Um, and, and also, Simon, like we've always looked at and our bookkeepers always looked at, um, you know, the, I guess the shoebox screen um, as almost like a financial document inbox um, so yep. that when the documents arrive there, they try and check that every single day and then obviously allocate it to the right uh, accounting category and so forth. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about the efficiency of once everything gets into Shoebox? Obviously, the next step is, look, it's great to even just have it as a, as a virtual repository of documents, um, but I believe probably the best efficiency then comes in with how you integrate that process in with your accounting programs. Um, so could you tell our listeners a little bit about yeah, that? Uh, absolutely. So uh, one of the sort of presentations I tend to make to accountants is a little bit of a, a history lesson for them. And it's dating back. So the oldest known receipt in the world is actually 5,000 years old and written on stone, believe it or not. And if you look at that and, and how receipts have looked over time, aside from moving from stone to paper, they've essentially not changed. The way that we've stored and dealt with receipts and the way that accountancy and the accounting industry has built up has been the same now for a long time. And it's built on the assumption that once you see uh, a document, a receipt, an invoice, um, etc., you need to extract everything possible from it because you're probably not going to see it again. It's going to be sitting in a storeroom somewhere and be very painful to find, or of course it might get lost. What happens when you use something like uh, our product is that the image of your receipt or invoice is attached to the transaction in your accounting program. What that means is when you're doing analysis of your business, you don't necessarily need to break down everything in detail. The example I like to give is a Telstra bill. 
Yep. So you've got a Telstra bill, you could have a landline, a few mobile phones and internet access. Uh, and so if you want to, in a year's time, understand where you're spending your money, you're going to need to break that down in the data entry process. And that takes time and costs you money. However, if you have the Telstra invoice attached to the transaction inside your accounting system, when you run a profit and loss or when you do some analysis, you can look and see, oh, okay, we've paid exactly the same amount every month to Telstra for the last 12 months, except for one month. And in one month, it was double. I want to see why. You click a little bit, you pull up the invoice, you say, oh, okay, I was in New Zealand, I was roaming, that was roaming costs. So that's one side of the coin because all that information is there. As a small business, you need less work during bookkeeping. The other side of the coin is you can search anything in these documents. And so if you need to find information about a product that you only order every six months, you don't need to go hunting for the uh, previous invoice to find out, oh, I can't remember who I ordered uh, you know, that particular product from. Yep. You can find it just by searching for it. The example uh, I give there is we have a service station client. They get their barbecue gas bottles every six months. Exactly that scenario. Didn't know the supplier's name offhand. Was able to search for super gas, find the invoice, all the contact details, and do that quickly. So stuff is there when you need it. Mm, no, absolutely, and and I, and I guess you know the example you used of finding the documents in your accounting system is that that's probably where the uh, I guess the the first touch point of the problem's likely to be, and uh, you know the last thing uh, you know I think any owner of any business and you know pharmacies not unique, you know we're all small business owners as well. Um, mm is that, you know, you get that call from a bookkeeper and say, could you go and find this invoice from a few yep. months ago? Um, and it's like, well, it's in a big stack in the store and I haven't got time to go and look at that. And the last thing you want to do is throw a team member out to find it. So I think, you know, those retrievals are certainly, uh, you know, a great a, a great feature for that. And, and also, um, Simon, I noticed obviously that some of the enhancements in the last few months, um, mm -hmm. you, you can access all of those documents on a smartphone or tablet now, can't you? Absolutely. So now everything that has been uh, posted, emailed, uploaded, there, there's a few different ways. We, we joke you can send it by carrier pigeon if you really want. Uh, we will scan it. Um, and anything that's arrived is now searchable on your phone. And uh, I use our own product, of course. And I can tell you uh, when dealing with customs and things like that, it's pretty handy to pull out an iPad and do a search and be able to just say, hey, there it is. Because they don't tell you until you get there exactly what it is they want. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, that, that's really, really handy. We actually, at the moment, um, have a deal with Telstra. Uh, you can do this on our website, which is shoebox.com.au, and, and you'll find a link there. If you're a Telstra business customer, you can use this for six months for free. And um, that promotion is running until the end of the year. Um, and yeah, we're very excited to be working uh, with, with those guys. And uh, it, it was a good, uh, a great situation. They actually approached us to work with them. Yeah, no, look, ab absolutely. And I think certainly from their perspective, they'll be getting some nice uh, bit of data usage as well for, for doing that. But again, <laughs> but again, I, I guess, uh, you know, it's just all about, you know, streamlining operations and giving, I guess, owners valuable information anywhere, anytime, as opposed to, you know, obviously being bound to an office-based position or, you know, even, even uh, um, you know, keeping it on their own servers and so forth. So I think, you know, certainly they've been a big engager of cloud 
out. And, you know, we've seen that in our industry as well with uh, them taking a, a large interest into Fred uh, being the major uh, dispense and point of sale vendor in our industry. So, Simon, the other the other reference I wanted to make to for our pharmacy owner listeners who may have been uh, familiar with one of my earlier podcasts and we were talking about uh, the lead up to our major pharmacy conference this year, um, APP, about some of the uh, perhaps non-traditional uses of Shoebox and how it can benefit them. And one of the one of the workflows that I, I proposed um, because we always go to these conferences and we end up with a bag load of brochures and business cards and all this useful information that when we get back to our business just get shoved to the back of the uh, back of the door and thought well we'll pull out that information as and when we need it but obviously that makes it very difficult to be able to share that information or put it into a collaborative environment and yep. the example I, I mentioned to our listeners was to use a product like Evernote to be able to create a digital notebook of uh, what what the They've actually captured at the conference. So, I guess um, even from your own perspective, you know, how how could you see that kind of workflow benefiting? I guess pharmacy owners when they go to these conferences. Well, the nice thing is that uh, you can shove all the materials into one of our envelopes before you uh, come back home. Maybe even at the airport, you just throw that into a uh, post box. It'll arrive with us a few days later, and by the time you've got your feet back under your desk a week later. Uh, those documents are available online uh, and you'll see them in Evernote and you can share them amongst your team and, and follow whatever process you use for sharing information. And, uh, you know, all that's done for you. We know that a lot of people will get the materials from conferences and particularly business cards and then never follow up, and never read it. And so you're not really taking best use of your time yeah. uh, at the conferences if you're not doing that follow up and if you're not making new connections and understanding uh, what you need to do and actually uh, having an action plan from the conference and doing stuff. Absolutely. And, and for li listeners who are using um, Google Apps, um, and again, it's probably not as many as, as we probably could have, um, there's obviously a direct integration between Shoebox yep. and uh, Google Contact so that you can literally, once the, once the card's been scanned, have that information, the name, the email address, the phone number come across and appear on your phone without you doing much more than uh, sending that envelope off. Yeah, absolutely. And, and also in terms of the materials, and I guess just, just for our listeners who are a little bit new to this as well, um, Evernote, is, uh, they, they market themselves to everyone as your external brain. Uh, they'll remember everything and you can put all of your, you can type your notes in it and it's a, it's a program that will appear on any device, um, anywhere, anytime. And it effectively does function like a normal notebook, except you can throw all of this digital material, be it coming from Shoeboxed and there's a great integration between Shoeboxed and Evernote that does that automatically so you don't have to drag it across um, but also you can contribute to um, that information as well so we found it to be a very useful product to use. Yeah absolutely um, there, there's a, a lot of people out there that love Evernote uh, just as a, as a way of, of storing information and keeping it online and organizing it. Uh, and uh, I think we're going to be hearing a lot more of Evernote over the years. They're sort of a bit of a, a silent paper. People know of Dropbox. They know of, obviously, of Facebook and, and these companies, and, and Evernote's right up there with those guys. 
Well, certainly even even my, my nephews at school and they're getting iPads um, demanded as they're part of their curriculum as standard mm-hmm. and Evernote's one of those standard programs that are getting loaded on there for them to start to, you know, be collaborative, you know, put, put digital material together into a virtual scrapbook. And, uh, yeah. you know, I think the, the, the possibilities is, are a lot around it because it's non-prescriptive in that it doesn't tell you to use it any one or two or three or four different ways. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that, um, you know, if, you, if you're really unsure as to where you should put something, I think it's a great place to throw that because, um, you know, like your product and Shoebox, Simon, it, it does have that um, scan, scanning capability in terms of being able to find everything from a number or word level, um, you know, as it is. So I think it, it probably does deliver very well on their message of being your external brain so that it can remember stuff that you can't. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and also, Simon, just wanted to touch on a little bit, and I don't want to open that can too much because it's a huge topic of um, cloud-based accounting systems, but how deeper integration do you have with, you know, the big boys being, you know, Xero, Myob, and Sasu that we're hearing more about now? How how seamless is that integration between your product and, um, and their system? Is it something that you can just set up once in terms of your accounting categories? and it just automatically transfers or is there still a little bit of work that the uh, bookkeeper has to do in verification at Shoebox before it comes across the accounting system? So there's a few different ways you can set it up. We generally recommend that you get your bookkeeper to verify stuff before it goes into the accounting package and the reason for that is that the GST rules are pretty complicated. Australia is somewhat unique in the complexity of our GST unfortunately. And it's good to have your bookkeeper run their eye over it uh, and make sure it's correct because it's going to save time later on. And a great example of that is uh, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, the GST uh, claimability of a coffee is dependent on the time of day you had your coffee, whether you had it in a cafe, whether you brought it back, whether you have a customer or supplier with you, uh, and a number of other variables which is just too much for any small business owner to know at a point in time and and that's what your bookkeeper does and that's their real value is being able to understand all of that type of stuff and make sure you're doing the right thing by the tax man. So so is that is that specifically the role that you would see the bookkeeper being able to add the greatest value to our pharmacy owners in just being, you know, that trusted filter of, you know, knowledge of those tax codes and the GST implications and being able to view that virtual inbox of financial documents before it goes into the accounting system? Well, I, I think what the it, it's in the name. They're a bookkeeper. They're helping you understand your financials. Um so they're in the business a lot more often than your accountant who's probably only looking at it once a year to do the tax return. And so they should be able to help you understand things like how can you better manage your cash flow? Um, you know, How do you want to set up your chart of accounts so you understand the information that's important to you and which products are profitable and all this type of stuff. And a good bookkeeper is really going to help understand your business and, and get the most out of the systems and the information that you have. And paying them you know, 40 to $80 an hour to sit there typing information in isn't particularly efficient. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned a few different accounting packages there. Uh, we've been working with uh, Zero, Myob, Sasu, QuickBooks now for four plus years in Australia. We support all those products. Um, we still find the vast majority of people, believe it or not, use Excel. 
Yeah. Uh, it's still very, very common um, that people will just take our stuff, put it into Excel and send that to their accountant or their bookkeeper. Uh, we'd obviously recommend they do the integrations. You can get much more efficiency that way. But the beauty of using an Excel is if you have an existing process and you're comfortable with it, that tends to fit in with how your bookkeeper or you're working already if you are uh, first toe in the water to moving stuff onto the cloud. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and one of the things we talk about in terms of operational efficiency in a pharmacy is that typically a pharmacist will only get access to their profit and loss statement maybe once a quarter uh, from their accountant through a formal meeting process, which can obviously be quite expensive generally. Um, but by having the information visible in Shoebox the few days after being sent to you and getting your bookkeeper to be checking that financial document invoice um, every day, do you think it's for, for foreseeable that you know, they could be logging into these cloud-based accounting systems and getting better visibility into where they're financially positioned at the moment? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I, we actually run our business on zero um, and, and we, we look at that regularly once a week at, at our management meetings. We know exactly where we stand. You know, I'm at the moment of trying to actually get my parents and um, their retirement funds and various investments onto the cloud. And, and they're a situation at the moment that you know, by the time their accountant has done the annual tax return, today they only know their financial position as of June 2013, hmm. which is not a terrific place to be. And here we are running a pretty complex, large, significant business like Shoebox, and I could tell you our financial position as of yesterday. And that's a big difference. That power allows you to move very quickly and make decisions and be able to, to do things better than, than your competitors. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I guess, in a nutshell, where I think the greatest benefit of, you know, using cloud-based technology, sure, we can spend a lot of time talking about the security issues and the fact that it's not on your premises, but, you know, the ability for, for businesses who are listening today, that they can tap into, you know, the great infrastructure from Shoebox, the great infrastructure from a cloud-based accounting system like Xero or Sasu, um, and, be, and have their bookkeeper not you know, having to be chained to their business one or two or three days a week at a very high cost, um, yep. all participating at the same time. And, you know, the pharmacy owners who are listening who are thinking, well, I used to have to carry around on a USB stick my copy of my accounts and have to physically <laughs> deliver it to my accountant. You just don't have to do that anymore. And you get so much more visibility into where you're positioned so that I guess at night when you're thinking about, you know, look, we've just had another round of PBS reforms. The government's having a go at us. I can actually understand where I'm at at the moment as opposed to constantly calling up the accountant and saying, am I, am I, am I okay, am I okay? And I think that's just, you can't put a price on that. Yeah, and, and there's some great other tools in the reporting world. Uh, one I'd, I'd suggest people look at is called Fathom, uh, and they support uh, pretty much all the accounting packages as well. And it'll give you scorecards. So it'll just take the information directly out of the accounting uh, software and then start giving you information about your cost of sales, how you compare against uh, other people in there. It, it's a terrific, terrific system, actually. Really, really like it. Uh, fantastic, Simon. And the last thing I'm going to ask you, um, and I always love asking my guests this, is if there was, uh, I guess, the biggest game-changing technology that you could think of and will remove time and money as, as, as uh, obstacles, what would you love to implement in you know, any business today? So I think the big change that's coming, we've just seen it uh, announced with Apple Pay. Yep. And so that's your, your mobile phone 
basically taking over from your wallet. And all the information is now going to be on your phone. So think of the launch of Apple Pay as the iPhone when it came out. We don't quite yet know what it's going to be. People have been working on this thing for a long time now, for decades, and it's starting to actually happen where you can pay for goods with your phone. You can do PayWave with your phone now. You'll be able to get the receipts immediately in that transaction onto your phone. And we're going to be at the point that really you only need to carry around that one thing. That'll be your cash. It'll be your credit card. It'll be all the information you need to know. And there's sort of some jokes going around uh, where there's a, an ad, I think, for Dick Smith from the 80s and it has an answering machine and a photocopier and you know a, um, a Walkman and it says, well, you can get everything on this page you can do with a mobile phone now. <laughs> well, it's getting even bigger than that. There's even more stuff that the phones are doing for us. So I, I think that payment side, that, that, that's going to bring some enormous change. No one really understands quite what it is yet. Yeah, no, look, absolutely. And I think, you know, anyone surveyed any anyone in any place at the moment and asked them, if you had to leave one of two things at home, one of two things at home, would you leave your wallet or your phone? And I think everyone would say their wallet, uh, because, uh, you know, these days, you've got Commonwealth Bank, Westpac, you're able to uh, transfer money to an ATM close to you and remove it without the need of a card. You just don't need that wallet anymore. And, yeah, and maybe we'll be, um, you know, injecting things under our skin at some point. There we are. The pharmacists can do that. <laughs> yeah, well, certainly. Inject it under the skin, then you won't have it. Well, well, look, certainly Apple have uh, really added to all of those sensors that I've been hearing about that's going into the Apple Watch that's coming out next year. And one of those might be a, a subdermal needle one day. So we'll never know. <laughs> Uh, very good. Now, it's been great to have you on, Simon. Like It's, it's been great to uh, obviously share the opportunities that not only exist in, within the pharmacy industry, but also just in general small business and what efficiencies that uh, our listeners can be picking up right now. So great to have you on and uh, love to have you back on in the not too distant future. Thanks a lot, Rob. That was great. Cheers. Well, I suppose at the end of that, we start to question how paper can save us so much time and how important paper is in our business and what a time lag it can be. To come up with three key learnings from that, I think we're all all scratching our heads looking at our storerooms right now thinking, could we make better use of that space and how often do we have to go in there and take responsibility for an administrative process that we just love to go away? And I think today we may have found that answer. So my three key learnings, your bookkeeper, how much more valuable are they in being able to translate the financial information code it correctly so that it gets allocated to the right accounting category, getting your GST right, and giving you as the business owner valuable insights into your business instead of spending huge numbers of time, up to 90% of their time, just simply entering data. There's certainly better uses of their time, and particularly when we're looking at the costs, as Simon was talking about, of 40 to $80 an hour for someone just to enter data and to travel to your business, it's so much better way. And I think as we keep progressing down our journey of becoming more operationally efficient so that we can build a smarter, more successful 21st century pharmacy, that's just a great 
way to be able to start that journey. And paperless is really the byproduct of doing it. We're not just going paperless because it's cool to go paperless and it'd be nice to say I've got everything on my phone, but it's just so important that we're able to look at that and think, well, by putting it into that environment, we're able to collaborate with our accountant, our bookkeeper, our team in store, all from the same data set and paper just doesn't offer us that opportunity. Sure, we can be photocopying the paper, we can duplicate it and so forth, but it just adds more time and we never know that we've got the right bit of information that we need to. As Simon mentioned, to be able to tag your accounting system with that financial document in scan form so that you, if you ever look back on your books or your bookkeeper does or your accountant looks at something and think, look, that just doesn't look right, they can go right back to that source document and find out exactly whether there was any issue in there as well. So I think being able to create that financial document inbox that we're talking about with a product like Shoebox is so valuable because again, you don't have to have your bookkeeper on site and you know you've got the same access as they do to all of it. And you know, ultimately we're here to look after our patients and this is such a great process to be able to hand off to a great partner like Shoebox as well. The second learning is that large business technology and capability is available to us as small business owners. Yes, pharmacy owners, we are small business owners. Some of us may have very large pharmacies, but we're still classified as small businesses. And the capabilities of storage, outsourcing, having large-scale shredding and scanning capability, we can just simply tap into that. Um, We talk about cloud on this program a lot of how it's like buying a seat on an A380 instead of having to own the whole infrastructure and the airline and everything ourselves as a metaphor. It's the same thing here. We can just literally buy some time from this great infrastructure that Simon and Shoebox have um, up in Sydney, and it is on our shores, of course. But of course, they're not the only ones doing it. I just believe they're probably the best in our country doing it. And I think, you know, the privacy concerns that we're talking about, um, you know, I think there's a great benefit of being able to ha- deal with a partner onshore as well. I-, I just love the product, and that's why I, I bring it to you. Um, there's no financial gain for me to mention it to you. I just think that more pharmacy owners could be taking advantage of this big business capability and utilizing it in your small businesses very, very efficiently for literally only maybe 9 or $10 a month at the lowest level. And as Simon is mentioning, you can try it out and see how it works for you. The third one is the amount of time that we save, but also how much more visibility we have. In being operationally efficient, it's important that we have efficiency in our visibility of our financial figures. And I think if all of us are honest with ourselves, we probably don't know our true financial position at any one time. We may know it maybe if we're lucky enough to have a great accountant, a great bookkeeper, but they might tell us every quarter. But as Simon was mentioning an example there from his own perspective, it could be even a year behind. And we really don't know that and we can't rely on point of sale figures that come from our businesses. It doesn't deal with every element of the operational costs of our business, all the things that you know we need to spend money on to open our doors on every day and how that affects our profitability so that 
If you do have you know, a challenge being thrown your way, your rent is going up or your uh, another round of PBS reforms are being forecasted, you've got your script Mac back from the, from the Guild and it's telling you what you're likely to be earning from your dispensary in the next few years, you can really use um, the most up-to-date information um, by going into this process as well because ultimately, and I won't bore you with a long workflow, but ultimately once your document's been scanned, it's only going to be there for three days it'll appear for your bookkeeper if they're literally only spending an hour a day and that's generally what I'd recommend that a bookkeeper maybe checks that financial document in inbox once a day codes the figures puts them in the accounting system you can generate a P&L or profit and loss statement from your accounting system straight away um, if you've got all the integrations set up um, and that's obviously some of the great benefits of having a cloud-based accounting platform that you can literally pull your smartphone out and see how you're going in your business but I think that may be an episode for another day well that brings us to the end of another episode of transformation don't forget i'd love to know what you thought of this episode what you took away from it and you can do that by leaving the comment in the show notes now on robertstar.com which you've most likely got the link from this audio from there's a space at the bottom of the post and i'd love you to put your comments of what you learned i'll read and respond to each one of those i'd love to see you there Plus, transformation.com.au will be live next week. I'll be in there every single day. So don't forget to throw all your pharmacy and technology questions in there and I'll do my best to answer all of those for you. I'll see you in there next week. And don't forget, there's also some great upcoming guests on our way. We've got a guest who's going to talk about customer databases and the importance of driving customer loyalty. I've got a dispensary workflows expert and what you need to be doing before considering an investment in automation. Have a great week, everyone. I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Bye for now.